on the rocks because bullshit flies way under the radar here. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of On The Rock Stories. This week may be the last week that you see an episode formatted in this specific way, but we will see. And I might have a surprise for you guys next week, so I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. Today I'm with Crab, who has given themselves a hickey. Stop making fun of me, I didn't I'm looking to. at them and I'm like, where, where did, why do you have a hickey on your arm? You're ace. And they're like... Well, you see, sometimes when I'm not thinking, I will just like, and then suck on it, and apparently that's a hickey. I realized last night yeah, that's when I did it. Hickeys. I realized last night skin. when I did it, I was like, is this a hickey? Yeah, congrats, you're, you're like, you realize that you have your first hickey. It's not my furry. <laughs> oh my god. I had one on this arm for a while too, but since I usually wear short sleeve shirts that just cover the yeah. shoulder. I despise wearing short sleeve shirts now because I have an awesome tattoo. You do have an awesome That I'm tattoo. in the process of getting. It's not finished yet. It's gonna be a half sleeve. I'm two fourths of the way through. I have two more four hour long sessions and then she should be done. I'm hyped. There's a bandage over it right now. And for anyone that has a tattoo, you know the couple days before you take the bandage off where it's really itchy? I'm in that stage. It's so bad. I'm still so confused about my mother's response to, can I get a tattoo? I asked my tattoo artist, by the way, I was like, yo, my sibling is only 16 and they want a tattoo. Can they sign for themselves? And he was like, yeah, as long as they have their own driver's license or permit, and you have a permit, right? So yeah, you can sign for yourself. How old do you have to be? I asked him. He said it was 16. a tattoo. Google can. Any person over the age of 16 can <laughs> be provided with piercings and tattoos. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, if you want to get that, we can, like, schedule an appointment. Did you decide what you wanted? Well, I told you that I had a pretty good idea. You did, but, like, you also mentioned a few, so. Yeah, that's probably what I'll start with. Yeah? Where are you going to give it to? On your back? Probably. That's a good starting place. There's, um, turn around. The two best places are up here, up here, or, like, right here. Yeah. Like, on the sides. I was thinking of up by the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, like, where my first one was. Yeah. So, how are you doing this week? Any updates in your life? I started driving school. Oh, right! (gasps) Oh, my God! He's in my class! We called him the guy from, um... Ages ago now, I think. It was, but I think the episode only just came out. Okay. It's I'll take one on the rocks for stalkers. Oh no, that was the that very was first like the episode. First episode, you fool. The very first episode we ever recorded. Uh, the guy from that episode is in Crab's fucking driving class. And like I know it's him because he had such a him response when I it's... said I think I know him, and he's got his same full name. And like, yeah. how many people? In, in Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Have that exact name. Nobody, I promise you. And like, some of the people in that group are from New Brunswick. It's an online He's driving school. He's from Newfoundland. And he also, yeah, it's an online thing since of the COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also mentioned like a story, but like through the same lens that he always did it when he texted us. Oh, Jesus. Sort of. So he was like, yeah, like I was me driving and minding my own business. And then the mom was like, mm. and I was like, oh God, that's him. I don't know how to describe it, because I forgot the exact wording. No, I know what you mean. He has a specific way of saying things that just makes you want to, like, hit him across the face with a brick. I'm 85% I know you. 85% sure I know you. And he goes, well, I'm 86% sure I know you. And I was like, oh, 100%. Yeah, (laughs) that's him. For sure. Nobody else would say that. 
but yeah, so that's that's Crab's update this week. Yeah, it's the wild. I was like, that, this was yesterday that this happened, too. Yeah, I was ready to throw hands. I got the text when they were at work, and they were texting me, and they were like, yo, I'm pretty sure that Lake is in my fucking driving class. I was like, what's his last name? And you were like, oh, well, it's this. Because I'm not going to go and tell you his last name or anything. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I think he's in my driving class. And then he kept saying things that were very lake of him. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, he's in my driving class. And then I was like, I'm 85% sure it's him. And he was like, I'm 86% sure I know you. It's and like, and I was yeah, like, yeah, that's you. But, uh, and yeah, I... And then behind my mom's back so I could join the fucking group chat. Did you get it? How did you get it? Don't you have to have her permission to have apps? She had it. Oh. On her iPod or iPhone or something. So the way that it works, okay, is she's got a parental control that I have to ask permission before I can download anything. And is completely ignored. If I download anything through the family sharing she also has set up. She has Snapchat. It is in the family sharing thing she has set up. So I was able to download Snapchat through that. So you have Snapchat and you didn't add me on it? Bro, this is like, this happened yesterday. Okay, hold on. Give me your phone. I'm adding myself on Snapchat. Okay. We're gonna get a streak. I also don't have notifications on for it, because, once again, like, my mother says that she looks at things, but she really doesn't. That's fine. Is interesting right now, because I, I was getting the texts, and I was showing, there's this guy at work that I may or may not be having a thing with. We talked about him before. He's been on the podcast before, actually. Never mind. Um... He was in one of the episodes. I was with him when I was getting the texts, and I was showing him, and he was like, dude, do you want to, like, go pick Crab up from work, from driving school, and I'll have a little chat with him, and I was like, no, no, and I was telling my other friend Jay, and Jay was ready to throw hands. He was like, I'll go over there with a fucking gun, I'll end him. And I was like, no, guys, it's an online course guy. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, first of all, there's no picking anyone up. I'm at my house. (laughs) They're at their house. Second... I do know where he lives, so I suppose we could go. <laughs> I suppose we could run over there. But no. I was so tempted to call him out for all his bullshit in the chat. Like, yeah. we're in the chat. Everyone can see what he's saying, and I'm like, bullshit, bullshit, What bullshit. was he saying? Just, like, his kind of embellishments of oh. dumb things. He didn't mention you, though, so that's good. Because he knows that I'll have him killed if he does. <laughs> then you recognized me and got scared. <laughs> Again, because he knows I'll have him killed. I'll have him killed. Like, he's a bastard. Oh, yeah. Stalked me for how long? Three years, I think? Grade 7 through 10? No, through 9. Yeah, I think so. Because it wasn't until I switched schools that it kind of ended. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, it was too long, anyway. One day is too long for someone to stalk you. Let's be real. That's illegal. (laughs) Yeah, and I was talking to... Kyle about it. Again, he was on the podcast, so it doesn't really matter. I keep forgetting that he was on. <laughs> there was one night where me and Devin were gonna record, and Kyle was like, yo, can I come hang out with you guys? And I was like, sure, but we're recording. And he was like, awesome. I think he has a podcast that he's just not telling me about. Wild. We were talking about it, and he starts listing off all of these things about podcasts. How How do you know that? And he's like, oh, I just, I just do. And I'm like, unless you have one, you don't know about that. Because he was talking about Anchor and all of the stuff on it. And I was like, um, what's your podcast? And he was like, oh, I don't have one. And I was like, what is it? And he was like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. And I was like, you so have a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't remember what I was saying. It was something about him. I forgot now. <laughs> I have ADHD. <laughs> Me too. 
I love that's her instant reaction as soon as we get off topic. It's just, I have ADHD. It's true, it's true though. Anytime we do, it's like, yeah, that's, there's a reason we can't talk about one thing. We were talking about what my uh, class is like, and then I got distracted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how do they, so, so basically, call your instructor has a it's video like cam. The best comparison I can make because it was made is that it's like a Twitch stream. Oh, okay. And so then all of him. you guys can talk in a live chat. Yeah. Okay. So there's him, and then there's his uh, Blu-ray player thing, and then there's us. Mm-hmm. And it's just as chaotic as a choice. So this episode, the topic, or the running theme, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is my violent history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we were going to talk about. Because there are some, just a few... That I'm gonna mention here. Uh, Interesting stories, such as a time where the police showed up at my house that we're gonna talk about at the end of the podcast. I don't remember that one. I'll briefly mention it. No, you know what? You're gonna wait. You're gonna wait to hear it. I might know it, but I don't remember it. So, the first one that I think is hilarious is the time that I knocked a kid out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In the middle of school. You, You did some shit. So, it's grade... Okay, here's the scene. It's grade four. I have my group of four friends. We're in the phase where we think it's awesome to make paper mailboxes and attach them to our desks and then write notes to each other and put them in each other's... I had... The four of us, we always had a paper mailbox attached to our desk. Like, no one in my school ever had that phase. That seems like a your school I think nobody else besides us four had it. So, I think that was an us four thing. Fair enough. So what we used to do was we used to fold up paper to make envelopes, and we used to attach it to our desk, and we'd leave it open. And we'd write notes, and we'd put it in each other's mailboxes, and then we'd write notes back, and it was just, you know, it was a fun thing to do in the middle of class, because it was grade four, nobody ever fucking paid attention anyway. And we were all having a time. My mailbox was like two weeks old, everyone else's was two weeks old. We were thriving, we were writing notes to each other. We went to gym one day. Uh oh. We went down to the gym. And sometimes when you go down to the gym, the teacher leaves first. So some students linger in the classroom for a few minutes just to dick around. Whatever. It's normal. I feel like most kids did it at least once. See, the, the teacher never left first or whatever in my school. It was always get in a line and then she would usher everyone out the door. Okay. Now, in well, my school, it was the teacher would leave first and lead us all in a line. So. This teacher was a shitty teacher, by the way. Our nickname for her was the Pizza Pal. (laughs) So, you know, she was a bad teacher. Bad woman. We weren't a fan of her. So we go down to the gym, and we come back up. It's lunchtime. I go to my locker, I get my lunchbox, and I go back into the classroom. And what do I see when I go back into the classroom? But my mailbox... Just mine. None of my three friends. My mailbox is on the ground. Ripped up. And not in a way where, like, somebody might have accidentally bumped into it and knocked it over. I mean, like, somebody ripped it into shreds. <laughs> I, love, I love the visceral description I'm, of a fucking paper mailbox. It, this p- paper mailbox was my lifeline. This was what I did all day long, every day. And somebody with my mailbox. So me being the overdramatic bitch of a child that I was, 
There was no That's teacher. Okay. I love you. There was no teacher in the room. It's lunchtime, and you had the teacher on duty. He used to walk around to each classroom. Yeah. So nobody was there. So I stand up on my desk, on top of it. And I was a short kid, so I had to do this to get people's attention. I'm still short. What am I saying? I stand up on this desk, and I scream. Who the fuck oh, touched no. my mailbox? You said a fuck word. And keep in mind, I was like nine, eight or nine or ten at this point. Grade four. How old was I in grade four? I think I was ten. It'll be like nine or ten, yeah. I was nine or ten. I think this this was at the beginning of the year, so I was nine. And I screamed that at the top of my lungs. And the entire class went silent and looked at me. You said the fuck word. Well, that, and everyone knew that I had a very violent history. <laughs> so they were all kind of scared. That's probably why they broke the mailbox. Yeah. So they all look at me, and they're all just glaring at me. And this one kid, this one little dickwad, who I've never had an issue with before today. I guess his friends thought it would be funny for him to do this. It was always funny to bully me, but you know, it wasn't after this. I mean, it was always funny to bully. That's just... Yeah, that's true. That's no matter true. who you're talking about, it was typically, oh, it's funny to mess with them. But it's when funny. I started school, I couldn't speak English because I came here right from Nunavut and they kind of just threw me into school. And I knew like the basics, obviously, but I wasn't as good as it as good at it as other kids were I just like struggled to make friends and this was grade one so by the time I finally could speak the same as everyone else it was too late for me to make friends and I was already the weird transfer kid right so I remember I distinctly remember taking like a week I was trying to teach you the difference between th and ch and it took like a week because you were like but a t makes a t sound so it's ch, and I was like, no, it's th. <laughs> I really, I couldn't. I re- no, I just distinctly remember that you had thunk written on something, and you said it was chunk, and I was like, that's thunk, and you were like, no, it's a t, it's chunk. So this kid steps forward, and I look at him, and I jump off the desk, and I land on all fours because I was <laughs> I was that kid. We were both that kid. And I was, I was just less, I was more shy about it. Yeah, I wasn't. I was just angry all the time because I was the outsider. And I stand up and I step up right in front of him. And I'm looking at him. And I'm looking up at him because he's way taller than me. And of course, my lunchbox is in my hand. Because I just come in from getting it from my locker. Now, I didn't, to be fair, I didn't know what I had for lunch. So I just assumed that it was, you know, my regular lunchbox. I was gonna you know, just swing it at him, because it's not going to hurt that much, it's just a lunchbox. So I take a step back, I wind up the lunchbox, and he's just looking at me like, are you fucking kidding me? And I pull back, and I was a strong-ass kid, okay? I used, like, you just I had was very, rage energy. You weren't, like, actually that strong, I was but so, you had I was, rage energy. No, no, I was actually that strong. I was just athletic. When I was a kid, I was really athletic. Okay, that's true. So I was actually, like, stronger than, like, 99% of the people I knew. Like, I never lost an arm wrestle. I was fairly strong as a kid. I bet I could beat you in an arm wrestle now. Oh, totally. For <laughs> sure. I'm so weak now. So I whip my arm back, and I have a hard hit. Like, let me tell you, I have a hard fucking hit. And I smack him with it as hard as I could. And he, in slow motion, I see the eyes roll to the back of his head. 
I see him fall with the lunchbox. Like, it, you know those know scenes in movies where, like, you punch someone and they, like, keep going slowly down? Yeah. It looked like that when I was doing it. And he lands on the floor. That's <laughs> what you fucking get, is what I said to him. I said, that's what you fucking get. I turn around and I sit my ass down in my seat and take out my lunch. And what do I see in the lunchbox? But a metal thermos <laughs> that my parents used to pack for me. And I see this, and I look up at the rest of the class, which is still dead silent. And I see this kid on the floor. He hasn't moved. And it had been like a solid two minutes. And he's not moving. His eyes are closed. He's just lying there. You and I'm looking, knocked him out. I'm looking at think? my metal thermos, and I'm like, huh. That had to have hurt. (laughs) And the teacher walks in, and the teacher, like, goes down to him, and she, like, calls an ambulance, whatever, whatever, because, you know, the kid's knocked out. I go down to the office. I was too young to have police involved with me at this point. I feel like that's the only reason it took so long (laughs) for that to happen. But I go downstairs. I go to the office. I'm talked to. I'm suspended for a day, and I come back. Suspension is... It was never a big deal. It was never... It was always just, like, people would try to get suspended in school. I I went home, and I mean, I was grounded, obviously, but I went home, and I explained to my parents, he ripped down my mailbox, and they were like, that's not a good reason to knock someone out. (laughs) And I was like, I disagree... Respectfully, not respectfully, but respectfully, I disagree. And that is the story of the first time I ever knocked someone out. (laughs) The first time. Well... I definitely did it again. Yeah. <laughs> a couple times. But yeah, I was a violent fucking kid. Last story. Last story. The time that I nearly got arrested and police showed up at my house. Wild. I had, I was freshly 12 years old. Freshly 12. Which, for those of you that don't live in Canada, 12 is the age at which police start getting involved and you can get arrested. Before 12, police aren't allowed to get involved whatsoever. And they aren't allowed. Which is you aren't allowed to get arrested. slightly bullshit. No, it's not. But also, I said slightly. I agree with the rule. Kids do stupid things. Kids are influenced by other people. It's fair. No, it is fair to not have them criminally held accountable for it. But, like, if you commit a fucking murder as a kid, even if it is an accident, even if it's because you're stupid, you should be held accountable for that a little bit. I disagree. Bit. Okay. I don't know. I agree dis- to disagree. Like Your brain isn't developed enough. True, but, like, killing a bitch is an important thing to not do. But remember how, like, influenceable you were at that age? If I had told you to kill someone, you would have done it. Oh, probably. And it would not have been your fault. No. You know what I mean? But, like, it's the kind of thing where I think it should definitely be discussed with the police, but not arrested for it. Okay, that's that's fair. what I mean. I, I don't mean like you should be allowed should to be, be arrested to yeah. by them, but they have to be trained specifically to talk to children. That's what I meant by slightly bullshit. Like mm-hmm. just that they can't be involved at all. They should be able to discuss it with you mm-hmm. anyway. No, that's that makes up. sense. But yeah, you were twelve. The police are allowed to show up now. Yeah, continue yeah. your story. So I'm sitting in class, and this was. Not my most violent thing whatsoever. This was literally the least violent thing I had ever done. Okay? Yep. Well, not ever, but you know. I know what you mean. So I'm sitting in class, and there's this girl, and she has been talking shit about me. Okay? She's like, 
you know those kind of bitches that, like, talk shit behind your back and then sit down and, like, say nice things to your face? Yeah, those people. I hate those people because they're so fake. They were just starting to develop in grade six. So I've never experienced this before. And then I find out that this girl is doing that. So I had just watched Pretty Little Liars. You should not have been allowed to watch that at that age. No. That was a terrible mistake. You should not have been allowed to watch half the shit you watched. Yeah. But I idolized A. For those of you that watch Pretty Little Liars, A is the bad guy. A is the person who does all the bad shit to the four girls. And terrorizes them and you all that You are always stuff. big on villains over heroes. I still am. So my solution to this issue was to terrorize this girl like A had terrorized the people. So I wrote a letter and it basically said, I'm going to fuck you up. Like if you tell anybody, I'll tell people you did this, this, and this. And I put it in this girl's locker. And of course this girl was smart. So she took it to the teacher. <laughs> And I had a history, of course. So the teacher automatically assumed that it was me. Which it was. Which it was. But they had no proof. So for two or three weeks, they questioned me and they were pissed at me. And they tried to prove it was me. And until they looked at the cameras three weeks later, they had no proof. But they were, like, saying shit about me and all that. Like, even the handwriting didn't match. So they literally were taking a wild shot in the dark. But it was you. It was me, but it pisses me off because they had no proof. True. If they had proof, that would be different, but this girl was literally just went up and was like, this is Annika. And I was like, uh, no it wasn't, and they were like, uh, yes it was. But they had no proof. If they had proof, fine. But they had nothing. I know. I got your point. So I was pissed. So I get in trouble, I get suspended for a week. Whatever, I come back to school, nothing really changes. And this girl continues to talk shit, except worse. So I looked at her, and I said, I am going to take a vial of your blood and wear it as a necklace. What the fuck? I don't know why. That's such a weird thing for a kid to say to another kid, though. I don't know why I said it, but I said it. And then when the teacher wasn't looking, I made the, like, you know how you put your finger across yeah, her neck? Yeah, I did that to her. And she started crying and, you know, went up to the teacher and told the teacher that I had threatened her with my finger on my neck. And I said, yeah, I did, because she's a bitch. <laughs> and I got suspended for another week. And that was that. That was the beginning of this situation, okay? I never actually got in any real trouble. Except for the suspension. But my parents were like, okay, that's stupid, whatever. Finally, the end of the year comes. And you know how at the end of the year, some teachers would have you write journal pages on... On, like, everything that happened throughout the year. On everything that happened. All your best memories or whatever Mm -hmm. bullshit they want to spew this year. So my teacher's words were, I will not be reading these journals, so you can write whatever you want. Bullshit. And I believed her. And she was like, I want you to write about your experience this year and how you felt in my classroom and how, like, your year went and all of your memories, assuming that everyone would write good things. But I had been bullied and ridiculed, and I was blamed for a lot of things that I didn't actually do this year. Mm. So I was pissed. And this teacher said she wasn't going to read them. 
so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna let all of my anger out. And I wrote some things. I didn't threaten anybody. I said, I fucking hate this person and this person. They're all liars. They're all horrible people. Like, I wish they were dead. Like, my life would be so much better. Blah, 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 that kind of thing. And then I wrote that I didn't like the teacher because she was mean and a liar and she didn't believe me. And I wrote all of this stuff and I wrote about how these kids had bullied me. And this teacher freaked out, blew this way out of proportion. And she brought it down to the office and she told the office that that was a letter I had written personally to her. And I was looking up the principal and my parents showed up. And my parents actually fought for me on this one. I was pretty happy for this. Because yeah. they did fight on my behalf. And they said... Because they knew the activity. I explained to them. And they brought down other kids who agreed with me that the activity was that we were writing a journal page that nobody else would read. And the principal was like, okay, well, she still shouldn't have written that. And I was like, you mean I shouldn't have journaled about my private thoughts in something I thought nobody else was going to read? Yeah, like, that's bullshit. So my parents, like, fought over this and fought over this. And finally, the teacher was like, well, I feel unsafe in my classroom. I didn't threaten anyone, by the way. Just you an did. FYI. I... I said I wish that everyone would leave me alone. I never said I was going to kill them. I never said I was going to hurt anybody. I said all of these people were bullying me and hurting me and how bad my if life was. Six years straight, these people have bullied me. Anyway, what had happened? The next day, I came back to school with my parents because there was another meeting. I was suspended for this. And the next day I came back with them for a meeting and there were police sitting in the office. Of course there fucking were. And my parents weren't told anything. They were in the office with the police officer. Of and course you I should wasn't... get the police and not like a fucking therapist. Yep. I wasn't allowed in. But they spoke to the police and whatever. Then we all left. I wasn't in the office. I sat in the lobby while my parents went in the office and spoke with the police and everything. And we went home. And my parents were like, don't worry about it. We talked to them. It's going to be sorted out tomorrow. We're all going to go back and you're going to apologize. And I was like, okay, whatever. I was willing to apologize. That night, there's a knock at the door. And this was just after my parents had gotten divorced. So there was a knock at my mom's door. And my mom opens it and there's a police officer standing there. And he's like, does Annika live here? And my mom was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, she's under arrest. For fucking what? And he comes in and he pulls out the handcuffs and I'm about to have a panic attack because I had genuinely done nothing, in my opinion, I had done nothing wrong. And there were a lot more things that I should have been in a lot more trouble for. But this of all things, like- So my mom explained she didn't threaten anyone and the police officer was like, wait, what? And she pulled out a copy of the letter because she had been given a copy because she demanded one and she showed it to him and he was like, oh, and he left again. And we went back the next day, and I went into the office this time. And we sat down with the same police officer and another police officer. And the principal. And the principal's like, oh, she threatened all these people. And the police officer said, can we see the letter? So she showed him, and she was like, look, she says she wishes everyone was dead. And they looked at her, my principal, who is a bitch, by the way. And they said, where is the threat? They said it to her face. They said, show us where she threatened anyone show us where she did anything illegal and the teacher couldn't say anything so they said oh well she told the kid she was going to take a vial of his blood and he said okay is that person pressing charges and they were like well well no no she was punished for that and they said then what are we doing here and they left and um my suspension was taken back and i was allowed back in school and 
I have never trusted a teacher or a principal since. Yeah, and I don't blame you because that's because the kind they of thing lied. that's going to give you trust issues. They lied to the police to try to get me arrested over a letter. They lied to you. They lied to the police. They lied to your parents. They lied to the other students. They lied to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, but we're in the right because we're just trying to get you punished for something that you need to take responsibility for. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's the time I was almost arrested. For bullshit reasons. It wasn't, literally, I knocked a kid out, and this is what they decided to go after me for. But, you know, to each their own. But I think that wraps up this episode. I feel like it was just some excuse to get rid of you, honestly. They, it was. They were using any excuse they had. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe if you like the podcast. Preferably five stars. I love you all, and I will see you all next week. Bye-bye. You can find us on Instagram at OnTheRockStories. You can email us at OnTheRockStoriesPodcast at gmail.com. The podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, because it really helps. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye!